Welcome to Prophecy Views. I wanted to jump right in uh, on this episode, right into this video clip uh, here in just a second. Um, but I don't want to take a lot of lead-in time on this. Having said that, this is an interview with um, Valuetainment on YouTube. Um, they are a phenomenal uh, alternative media truth source. And they had an interview with uh, Peter Navarro, and he was in the Trump administration. And he gets right down to the nitty-gritty, the behind-the-scenes things that happened behind the scenes in real time during the very beginning part of the COVID pandemic. So I want you to take a listen. And he's really going back to January 28th. And I remember that date, uh, January 28th of 2020. And even dipping back into December of 19, when some of this information was coming out. Um, this was a few months before the lockdowns that we had in 2020. So um, this was the decision that led up to us having a travel ban on China. But there's some other stuff as well. Now, I want to preface this video. Listen, if you've got kids in the room or kids listening, take time later to listen to this because there's a couple of of parts of foul language in here and I don't necessarily condone that. Um, I had a conversation with a couple of close friends of mine and uh, one of the members of the board and um, we've decided to go ahead and play this clip just simply because of the back information that's in it, behind the scenes information that's in it, but still stands relevant to today in regards to the jab that they can give you, um, the poke in the arm, if you will. So take a listen to this. Um, by the way, we are being heavily censored on YouTube. Um, YouTube is kicking a lot of people off the platform permanently at this point. So we have made a channel over on Rumble. So please head over to Rumble. I should have put that in the first part of this introduction, but head over to Rumble. You can find us at Prophecy Views on Rumble and um, follow us over there. And uh, we'll start posting everything there as well as here and our podcast um, platforms. Take a listen to Peter Navarro and his description of the behind the scenes of the pandemic. Dangerous lesson from what communist China spawned in that lab, and it came from that lab, is that the American democracy seems extremely more vulnerable to disruption by viruses than other countries. We just, at the end of the day, you look in the, you could quarterback this. We, we just did not handle that properly. You know, we, and we were lied to. I mean, I go off on Fauci for, I mean, I don't know if you read, read my, my last book, the, the Taking Back Trump's America, but there's a scene in the Situation Room where I first meet Tony Fauci on January 28, 2020. Now, let's frame that, right? January 28, 2020. Six weeks before, before all the shutdowns, seven yes. weeks before. So yes. Biden just took office, yes. was sworn yes. in eight days uh, prior. No, 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 no. no. This no. is a this year is, prior to that. This January 28, This is January of the election year. Yeah, right. yes. gotcha. Ten months gotcha. before the election yes. itself. This exactly. Is the, two months year before, before Biden yeah. came in. This two months is the virus that would take down Trump. Okay, okay. So I'm there. I wrote here. Check this out. Twenty 
2006, in the coming China wars, I write that China is likely to create a virus that will kill millions. Hmm? 2006. So when that stuff started coming in over the cable traffic, I'm, I'm looking at that in December, and I, it's like my antenna are up, right? And the boss sends me to the sit room on the 28th, and he says, get, get me the travel ban on China. We got to do that. And those people in that room are against it. You know, it was Mulvaney running the room. He was the chief, acting chief of staff. Mick Mulvaney at the time? Mick Mulvaney. Republican chief of staff. Yes, he's, he's chairing that meeting. I walk in there. I don't know any of these people from outside the White House, right? So who's Who there? Red, in that room? Redfield from CDC and Fauci from NIH, NIH right? Yeah. Those were the two big players. I go in there, and within six minutes, I'm in a shouting match with that son of a bitch. And all he keeps saying is With that, Fauci. With Fauci. I don't know who he is. Okay, literally I, don't I, even know who Fauci didn't know is. who he was. Didn't know he walked on water. Wow! Didn't know he killed tens of thousands of people during the AIDS epidemic and got away with. It. That's another story. Um, don't know who he is, but you know, it's like it's like somebody walks in here and sits down here. You don't know who he is, and you start interviewing. What do you do? You take their measure, right? Mm-hmm. And my measure of Fauci was this dude thinks he's a whole lot smarter than he is, and he's an arrogant son of a bitch. This is within the first six minutes. Six minutes. Sounds like okay. an Antonio Brown interview. And I'm, you know, the one one of the things I'm good at is taking the measure of people pretty quick. My boss is good at that too, Trump. And I'm thinking, what? And so I fight with this guy. Wow. Mulvaney, I'm fighting with him. Redfield comes in and supports Fauci, and we leave that meeting. With Mulvaney tries to say, all right, we have a consensus. We're against the travel ban. I said, no, 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 Mick. There's no frigging consensus. I just like it. No, 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 Mick. There's no consensus in this room. And and Pottinger finally says something. He's a National Security Council. And what I do that night is I go home and I write a memo that, I, that I'm going to plaster to the entire task force and, and broad chain that says that if we don't do this, if we don't do this, this virus is capable of killing half a million Americans and costing us trillions of dollars. January 28, 2020. Hmm. And that was that's about as the best memo I've probably ever written because it was spot on. And here's the punchline. Fauci, when he was sitting there, that SOB knew for a fact that that virus came from the Wuhan lab. He knew that because he had funded the gain-of-function research in that lab, and he had already begun to design a cover-up. And we know that from the emails he sent to a group of, of researchers, academics, trying to get their support to push that come-from-nature theory. And that's the biggest lie of omission in American history, because if he had simply owned up to the fact that that thing came from the lab, we could have pressured the Chinese to give us the genome sequence, which would have allowed us to design an effective vaccine rather than the crap we wound up getting. And again, Trump got lied to about that, not just by Fauci, but by Pfizer, the drug company. In what way? 
They didn't disclose the side effects of that. And they weren't clear with him. They made him think that it was a true vaccine when it's not. It's mRNA technology. And, you know, I, 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 I worked with a guy named Dr. Robert Malone. You have him on the show sometime. He's, we had him. Yeah, yeah. It's like the way, I, I mean, Malone was out there beforehand, but, but I had him on Steve Bannon's war room. When I was guest hosting, he sat kind of like well, like you and me are sitting, Patrick. And we talked about all this and wound up writing a three-part series in the Washington Times about how the universal vax policy would basically spawn mutations that would be more lethal. Oh, you don't have to get too much into that. But my point is that is that... That day, that January 28th day, was a very significant one overlooked in the history of the pandemic and in American history because Fauci was there. He opposed the president's travel ban. He lied to the American people by not disclosing right then what should have been his, his – even if he didn't know that it came from the lab, he should have told us it might have come from the lab. And because he didn't do that, we didn't get the genome, we didn't get a thing, and Fauci goes on and sticks sticks the knife in the back uh, of the president throughout that election cycle. I, I, you know, I told the boss to fire that SOB twice. And what did twice. Trump say when you told him Well, that? the problem was um, I was the lone voice. And I don't blame him for not taking my advice in that. You know, I'm like what I'm, I'm like the trade advisor, right? And... And he had, like, every time Fauci got into political trouble uh, with Trump, uh, Redfield, CDC, Steve Hahn, the head of the FDA, um, Azar, the head of the uh, Health and Human Services, come to his rescue. Wow, so I thought that was pretty eye-opening. Um, listen, there's so much going on in the news right now. It's hard to make a determination sometimes what to what to post and how to keep up with everything. Um, another big topic, two other big topics that I'm watching just as much information and absorbing as much as I can and uh, comparing it to prophecy scripture is the CBDC digital currency coming from the Fed. Of course, as you know, look up Fed now. We are in the middle of the Fed now um, rollout for their lead in into the digital currency. So like taking a Venmo payment, sending Venmo cash to somebody from phone to phone, you'll be able to do it now directly from bank account to bank account using FedNow. That will give them the ability to, whenever they're ready, to flick the switch and say, you can't spend your money on that or you can't spend money at all. You're frozen out because you didn't get your um, mark, if you will, your vaccine or your mark. The other thing that we're watching as closely as we can watch and just absorbing it all is, is artificial intelligence, AI. I think there's a lot of scripture to point to this, and I want to do um, a podcast very quickly on what I believe is shown in Revelation 13 um, about worshiping the image of the beast. And I want to study this out a little bit more, and I want to uh, ingest a little more information that's out there, but I'm heavily following Elon Musk. Bill Gates and the likes on their take on all of this stuff because it's simply coming from a secular viewpoint. So keep your eyes out, out for a podcast from us on those topics. 
So right now, I just wanted to bring this to you real quick. We appreciate you so much. If you're still listening and you're at the end of this, follow us on Rumble. Go over to Rumble, find Prophecy Views, and follow us there. We appreciate it so much.